Today's sponsor for It's That Episode is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they want, and we talk about it and a bunch of other crap. Today, my special guest is Aubrey Plaza, who's in my apartment via Skype. Hi, Skype. Hi, Skype. You might know Aubrey from Parks and Recreation and a million other great comedy things. Okay. Hey, Aubrey. How are you? Hey, Craig. Pretty good. Just hanging out in my kitchen, looking at your beard. Yeah, I have a beard now. It's uh, it's getting gross. I need to trim it a little bit. I think it looks great. Oh, thank you. I won't trim it now. I take advice from one person and one person only. You. Good. Um, so I invited you over to watch a TV show, and you picked... We pre-watched the show, so what show did you end up uh, picking? I chose um, my favorite show at the moment, it's called Sweet Genius. It's a dessert cooking show, and it's really fun. Yeah, it's amazing. You you texted me what show you wanted to watch, and uh, I had never heard of it, and you said it's insane, and then I started watching it. We watched the episode um, Fiery Genius, the last episode of season one. Yeah, that's right. And it was just as insane as um, you prepped me for yeah, um, the show is really interesting. They give you like a mandatory ingredient, and then they give you an inspiration, which I, which is the reason I like the show because they choose just random, either objects or intangible things that are supposed to inspire people, and they're all crazy, and nothing makes sense. And it's the only cooking show I've ever seen where people actually like completely fuck up and half the time like they don't even have anything on their plate and there's like meltdowns every episode usually. Yeah, it's pretty great. This for so for the, it's basically like a competition show for desserts and it's like I've seen only one episode of Chopped but it's cho- it's basically Chopped but with mandatory ingredient and the insp- the inspiration is so weird. Kind of except that Chopped like gives you stuff that you can work with. But this show, wait, first of all, we have to talk about the host, Ron Ben Israel. Yes. He's the reason to watch the show. He's really weird. He like doesn't think before he talks. So he always, it always sounds like he's not saying what he really wants to say. And he's, he always tries to be really scary and intimidate them, but he's not scary at all. He says the weirdest things when he's tasting food, he says one word, like things to describe the food. And one of them was he, he ate a dessert and he said, anxious yeah what is that i don't know how you could taste that feeling he doesn't know how to speak english well he's i just looked him up he he's um an israeli guy he was in the israeli armed forces and he was was a dancer and he was a dancer (laughs) and then he was like oh i'm gonna start baking and then he did and like martha stewart found him and uh and now he's hosting a show called sweet genius yeah, and he wants people to enter his world of genius, his world of desserts. I, well, but, he's, the, he's the only host of a show that's who I've ever seen call, like talk about how good he is. Like he's he starts the show by going, <laughs> "I'm a sweet genius." Are you? I know he's really um, 
pompous and aggressive about um, how good he is at baking cakes. And I think he's really great. <laughs> Here's some of the ingredients that he did for this one. They, so they have to do like what? Three things frozen, baked, and chocolate throughout the episode. That was last, that was last season. This season's different. But yeah, last season was frozen, baked, chocolate. And um, what is it this season? This season it's cake. It's candy, cake, chocolate, or something. Chocolate's a necessity. But like yeah, he'll, he'll give you like so for the first one on this episode, he's like the special, the mandatory ingredients: cheese puffs, which is gross already. And then he goes, but your inspiration is, and then on a conveyor belt, it's, he says fire, and then it's like candles with fire, and that you're supposed to make it. Yeah, there's been some episodes where he'll have live animals come out on the conveyor belt, no. or uh, one time he had a, li- a little person. No, he that was Yes, that was dressed like an elf, and they were on the conveyor belt, and he had them come out and then just, like, prance around for 30 minutes. It was really, really bad. <laughs> He's had uh, zombies come out of the conveyor belt. It's really weird. Well, the uh, other nice thing is when they come on the conveyor belt, I guess the, there's like an electronic voice, which he calls genius. The woman? And yeah. He, he said like, genius, will you tell us about one of these things or something? And then it just gives you information about the ingredient. Like, cheese puffs is a type of uh, dessert. Or, you know. Yeah, that's right. Although this season they got rid of that voice because I didn't think it went over very well. Well, it made no sense. It's supposed to sound like a futuristic, like, robot woman. Where she's like, Puebla Coche is a fungus grown out of banana ears or something. Yeah, that was one of the desserts. And I think it is grown out of banana ears. 60 minutes for my last all-important test. Chocolate desserts. I hate chocolate. I hate working with it. I hate everything about it. The mandatory ingredient... Huela coche. Looked upon as a plague by most modern farmers in the U.S., Huela coche is a bulbous fungus which grows in the ears of corn. Said to have a smoky, sweet flavor, the Aztecs once regarded it as a delicacy. Your final desserts must be inspired by... A Chinese dragon head. The Chinese dragon is a mythological creature believed to be composed of a variety of elements from various animals. Traditionally, the dragon head symbolizes potent and auspicious powers, as well as strength and good luck. Chef Frank, you're not going to forget my inspiration this time. I will not forget this time. I'm counting on that. You will have 60 minutes for this test. Start the clock! Yeah, it's just like a futuristic genius um, show that you have to be really smart to understand or you have to be on a lot of drugs. Yes, which we are both. Yes, always. Uh, I saw Huey Lacoche. I had never heard of it and then I saw it actually on an episode of um, of uh, Chopped, the one episode I've ever watched on that. It was on Chopped too. Really? Do you watch a lot of cooking shows? I don't watch a lot of cooking shows. Do you? Cook? Do I cook? Yeah. Yeah, we. I cook with my lady. 
can ask you about your lady. Well, I don't cook by myself. We're, we tag team it. Do you cook? Yeah, I do. What kind of food do you make? Um, I've made, you know, some just random shit lately. I made like some sweet potato uh, mash with uh, eggs. I make like uh, I made a I made a vegan dark chocolate mousse pie. That was a sweet genius. That dessert. sounds amazing. It wasn't very good. <laughs> Every time you make a vegan thing, it's like never as good as you want it to be. Wait, are you vegan or is that just a challenge? I'm not a vegan. I just no. I just did it for a vegan friend. Um, what's it? Do you, do you think you're good enough of a chef if somebody was like, you have to use this ingredient, you'd at all be able to figure out what to do with it? No. Yeah, that's what's amazing about these shows. Because I can't – I've never cooked anything except for like an egg breakfast thing without a list of ingredients and a recipe. Yeah, I would be that person that just puts it inside of whatever I was doing already. Like that's like a, a common thing that people do on Sweet Genius. If there's a bad person on the show, they usually just go like, and then I added it into my sauce, and they just like chop it up and put it in there. That's yeah, the, never. Yeah, that's definitely the um, yeah the the, um, the lame way to go because they on this one one of the one of the oh so what he does is also they're cooking a dish. And then with the mandatory ingredient, and then midway through them cooking, like if they have 40 minutes, like 20 minutes, and he's like, oh, by the way, here's another mandatory ingredient. And this one, yeah, one of them. Yeah, really fucked up. People get fucked up on that shit. And people start to lose their shit. People go like crazy. That girl that, like that guy Reggie, who was trying to nitrous freeze some shit in a microwave. I don't know. He seems smart, but then he lost it. Well, that was a really uncomfortable moment was um, in the episode was basically um, Reggie. Oh, yeah. The the inspiration was dry ice, which I don't know what that would even mean. And then he, from that, says because that's a gas that he's going to microwave a cake. And that's, for some reason, very much offended um, Ron Ben-Israel. Yeah, he did not like that. He was, And I thought it was like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing. And I guess Ron Ben-Israel in some ways respected it, but at, at the end he couldn't sort of wrap his mind around it. I know, but he really shamed him. He kept like staring at him and going, are you serious? You really did that? Like over and over again. And Chef Reggie, what is it? Well... I took a lot of inspiration from the dry ice. Dry ice is solidified carbon dioxide, so I wanted to use another type of gas to aerate the cake batter. It's a hazelnut cake that's baked in a microwave. You baked me a cake in, in a, a microwave? microwave? Yes. You're serious? Yes. And you're proud of that? Yes. The concept blended perfectly with the uh, inspiration. Also, it's uh, you can have the cake warm. It's crisp on the outside. Yep. It has a cherry zing, but it's messy. And the center now is... Soupy. It probably could have used maybe 10, 15 seconds, a little more. 
I can't get over it. A fruitcake baked in a microwave. You definitely have guts. Yeah. <laughs> it actually came about from Michelin-starred restaurants. Well, that is news to me. However, I learned from your treatment of the cake batter in the microwave. Thank you, chef. I did not say it is a compliment. It's news to me. A quick reminder that this episode of Is That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com. I'm on Audible.com right now, and I'm looking, if you're into cooking, if you're listening to this specific episode because you're a sweet genius or a cooking genius, there is Kitchen Confidential Adventures in Culinary in the Culinary Underbelly by Anthony Bourdain, narrated by Anthony Bourdain. So go to audible.com backslash Craig Rowan, and why don't you download it? I read the book in print. Now you can do it with his voice. Um, so check that out. Let's get back to the episode. To me, uh, as a non-food person, I was like, hey, listen, he's breaking down the walls of what we perceive to be classic cooking. I know. Poor Reggie. Yeah, well, he he died right after he left the studio. I know. Most people just get killed the minute they leave Sweet Genius. <laughs> There's always a foreign person, too, who usually, because I watch that show all the time, There's he usually picks one like French guy... Or and that guy usually makes it to the very end and then loses their shit and doesn't win. That's usually what happens. The French people. I think it's because for this one, yeah, the French guy lost, and I think it felt like a. Um, he's obviously like they gave it to the underdog. They brought it to the end, but it's a more interesting story if the like because the French cook, I guess, feels like a Terminator, like just a machine, a robot. Yeah. And then in this one, the I, the girl who won was like. Sort of annoying in a way because she, I mean, she made great stuff and she's obviously a good chef, but she's like, I've never came in first place in anything. She needed validation where it's like, cook for cooking's sake, baby. Yeah, I know. She was really, really annoying and um, scary. And I feel like she, like, makes cakes with her own blood and, like, she's scary. She just wanted to be the best. She kept saying that over and over again. I just want someone to tell me that I'm the best. I know. Good. That got on my got on my nerves a little bit. Um, oh, my other one of my other favorite lines from the show was he goes, um, he's eating something and he goes, dreamy like a cloud, fire, yeah. and then he just rattles off a bunch of words afterwards. Yeah, he's really weird. That's why I watch it. He's the weirdest. He doesn't make any sense. Are you generally a fan of uh, reality TV? Yeah. I am, unfortunately. I watch a lot of reality TV. What are other like go-to shows for you besides for um, uh, Sweet Genius? Um, well, Bad Girls Club is like a really good one on Oxygen. I've seen clips of it. It's pretty crazy. Um, I like the premise of that show. I like the idea that it's just a handful of bad girls in one house, and the only rule is that they can't punch each other in the face. But they can do anything else. Wait, is that, is that a rule that's actually like an expressed rule? That's yeah. That's like if you watch that show, they talk about how like the the one thing you can't do is hit someone in the face or do something really fucked up. But like literally, you can't hit someone in the face, and if you do, you're you're gone. So what the girls do is they try to taunt someone 
and provoke them into hitting them in the face so that that person leaves. And that's why there's so much fighting because they're all, it's like a weird social experiment where they're all trying to be the alpha like female in the house. It does, wait, do you, it's not a show where you win by being the last person though. You don't win anything, but like there's a kind of mental strategy thing happening where they're all kind of positioning themselves to be the the leader of the house. Like that's the underlying competition that's happening, but it's there's no tangible prize. But they all want it. They want to be the best. <laughs> they want to be the best bad girl. Yeah. Wait, if am I right that we used to um, be in like improv groups together um, years ago? I'm, not, I'm right about that. But um, weren't you – were you cast in a reality show at one point? Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like the only person that ever – would ever bring that up, ever. <laughs> um, yes, I was. I auditioned to be on Shilarious, which was going to be a show on Oxygen, which is going to be like a battle of female comedians that would all be living in a house together. And that they were going to battle and, like, try to be the funniest, I guess. And I made it through the audition process, and I was, like, on the show. But then the pilot, I guess, didn't get greenlit. Or something happened with the production company, and it shut down. When you were on the ver- – wait, so you never sh- – the, the pilot was never shot, but it was, like, you were ready. But I know for a fact that Julie Klausner was one of the – women that were that was going to be on it and then i forget who else i know i was like the youngest one and i remember in all the in all my auditions like they really they wanted a lot of attitudes so like every time i would like do an interview for them i'd be like if anyone steals my joke i will cut that bitch and like i was like going overboard with like how dramatic i would be so i could get on the show and i also had to do a video they they made us do like a video that I did that I think it's mine is on YouTube still my audition hilarious video like, like a uh, a casting thing yeah it was like um it was I don't even I just did a couple characters to camera uh that's lingo and uh, and then I don't, and then I don't know it's terrible but I think it's still online because I put it on there to like get some hype you know yeah you wanted to get as sassy as possible get that hype the hype machine going yeah were you like when that was actually happening were you um because reality tv is like when you were saying that you watch it you say like unfortunately so were you um divided on the excitement for being on a reality show i mean no not at the moment not at the time i just wanted to do like anything and i thought that would be fun i mean I would still do it. I think it's kind of a funny idea. They've never really done that. They've never had female comedians in a house, have they? Or I don't know. I think, I think, what's that show, um, America's Next Top, Top Comic? I think when they first did that, that they did have people living in a house. Oh, really? But were there guys involved? I think there were guys involved. That's a, that changes everything. I bet she, Larius, didn't end up happening because of something like Bad Girls Club. Yeah, maybe. They're like, know. these girls probably on the Shilarius won't stab <laughs> each other. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that it didn't happen. 
my life would have been really different. I don't even know if we would been be talking like this if I had been on the star of Chilarious. We'd be on talking a- through a glass in a jail. You'd be. Yeah. <laughs> I I I wish that they had shot a pilot of that. I know. Well, it's never too late. I could produce it, and we could just we could just go for it. I'm I'm on to produce and direct or whatever you need me to do. I'm there. Okay, then it's done. We're doing it. We're doing it right now. Yeah. It's what we're doing now. That's right. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> um, are there any other reality shows that you're into right now? Um, my mom. Well, I have to say that on a plane. I started watching Shaws of Sunset just to kind of see what was going on with that show because I didn't really fully understand. And then I got a little bit into it. I'm kind of into that that girl Gigi on Shaws of Sunset. She's insane. And I'll watch her do anything. I don't know. I've seen a poster for the show and it looked racist, but I'm... Um... It's like pretty much like real... It's kind of like Real Housewives style but with a group of single friends that are all persian and or persian jewish Mm. living in beverly hills and it's like just a weird montage of their weird lifestyles and then the drama that happens between them and one of them has like serious mental problems her name is Gigi. She's got like crazy anger problems and she has a collection of knives and daggers and a taser that she gave a nickname and she like threatens to cut someone's face like every episode. And she's just like a tiny like 25 year old like pretty Persian girl, but she's like seriously fucked up. That sounds amazing. Wait, is she and she's rich? How is she like their parents are all like loaded? So so it's it's the daughters of. Yeah. That's and it. sons. There's guys on it too. How are the dudes? Well, Reza's like gay and he goes to a lot of gay nightclubs and he has a mustache and <laughs> he's a trainer turned realtor. I don't know. They're all like the last episode I watched, they all went to Cabo and got crazy fucked up and just fucked it up. That's a, I'm hey I'm interested I'm interested to see there's this new um, show on MTV called, it's like the I don't know if it's the replacement for Jersey Shore but like a one in West Virginia oh yeah Buck Wild Buck Wild yeah I haven't seen it but I've, I've seen it. I haven't seen it either but I just watched this documentary called um, the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia and oh I heard about that. It's about this family in West Virginia of like local criminals and like they just hellraisers and they've basically for like it's like there's so many kids and they just do like snort Vicodin, have tons of kids, tap dance and yell and it's it's <laughs> it's so it's so amazing and super depressing. Oh, okay, I'll have to check that out. I highly recommend it. You want to see something depressing? Go watch Amore. Amore. That's a movie that I watched last night. Is it? Um, wait. You I just pr- talk about anything at this point. It's a really depressing French movie that is out in theaters right now. All right, let's let's name off right off a couple more depressing things we can watch now. I'll okay. check out Amore. Wait, say it again. 
The Impossible. Don't know. What is it? That movie is out right now. It stars Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. And it's a true story about a British family that was um, that was in the tsunami in Thailand. That was in Thailand during the tsunami in 2004. They were staying at a resort right on the beach. And they have three boys. And it, like, totally... Um, like fucked them all up and but it ends happily but it's really depressing and crazy so it's obviously fiction if it ends happily because nothing in reality ends right Ugh. <laughs> no <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding um all right i'll now i'll name a depressing thing okay um the another documentary called queen of versailles oh yeah i saw that wasn't that amazing yeah i like that that was, I, like, I didn't like that woman in the beginning, and then by the end, I wanted to be her friend. Well, basically, so basically, it's about uh, a tr- basically a trophy wife who's the wife of a uh, a guy who's uh, like the king of timeshares in the United States, and they're building the biggest ha- private home in America, and then basically the huge housing crash happens, and they lose all their money. It's wouldn't you say pretty unbelievable? Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. How much was that house? That house costed like a bajillion dollars. Yeah, I'd say hundreds of millions. I have no idea, but th- they basically are. The- they have seven kids. She, they have like basically indentured servants working for them. Yeah, and she's kind of cool because she kind of like treats money like it's dirt. And she just like scoops up. She'll just like buy like ten bikes in a row for no reason. And it's pretty amazing to watch her in Target or Walmart or whatever that scene was in when they were just like piling things onto their cart for no reason. Well, the best part about that is she buys like two bikes, like two new bikes for Christmas. <clears throat> and then when yeah. the and when the the uh, maids are like helping roll it back in, they pass a pile of like 15 new unused bikes in the, in the garage that they've never used ever. Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen to you one day, Craig, you're going to be so rich that you're just going to be buying like bikes on bikes on bikes. I'm just going to be throwing money at everything. Well, the, the other most depressing thing is she's like, well, if I'd known I wouldn't have money my whole life, I wouldn't have had seven kids. Right. She's like, I just figured I'd just keep popping them out and the maids would take care of them. Well, yeah, they're just like accessories. Ugh. Oh, boy. How many kids are you going to have? I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have 10 to 15 children. I'll probably end up having two kids. All right, forget it. What? That's a real (laughs) answer. How many kids are you going to have? I don't know. Depends on how much money I have. <laughs> See, but that's a real thing. That's like what most people don't think about. Yeah. I say pop them out now and pop them out strong. <laughs> um, since this is a TV podcast, I have to ask, since now you're um, a part of TV, you're on it, is it different watching like shows now? Do you have a different outlook on it when you watch TV? Not really. I The only difference – I was going to say the only difference is that I feel like I watch more reality TV show in my spare time just because I feel like I can turn my brain off and not think about anything. But then when I think back on it, I think I always watched reality TV. And so I don't know. 
I'm not really sure. It's hard for me to have perspective on like being on TV because half the time I don't even remember to watch my show. Like I forget that it's on and then I'll have to watch that on Hulu or something and I'm behind everyone else. You don't, why don't you DVR it? Yeah, well, I will. I do. Is it- I do sometimes, but I mean, a lot of times I'm working. A lot of times I'm I'm working like when the show's on, and the co- sometimes like we'll all be like, "Oh, our show's on," and then we'll start watching it, and then we'll only be able to watch like five minutes, and then we'll leave. That's always a weird moment to me when we're like watching it while we're working. And you're all like in char- like dressed up as the characters and stuff. Yeah. You should get guys take a an- and what's that? <laughs> Like trippy. Whoa, I'm tripping balls just thinking about it, man. Yeah, yeah man. Um, well, um, well, one thing I do on this podcast sometimes, but sometimes I don't, is come up with a drinking game based on the show that we watched. What would people be good for people to drink? Um, drink on I mean, when? The obvious, genius. the obvious one is whenever he says the word genius, because he says it like so many times during the show that's like the obvious one if you want to get fucked up while watching i'd say also anytime you see like they reveal something and you're like what how would you i don't know what i would do with that that's true anytime he like slams his hand on that big red button do a shot of patron (laughs) (laughs) yo do a shot of patron in this motherfucker yeah, I like that he. That one of the the things was a uh, the inspirations was a dragon head. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought a dragon head and and a bowl of cheese puffs? Hey, man, that is gen- to me. That's genius. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much, Aubrey, for uh, for being on the show. I very much appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, and I hope um, I hope we taught we showed some people some new stuff they can check out. On TV, on the internet, yeah. in their own living rooms. Do you have any shout-outs that you want to make? Yeah, I'd like to shout-out to Chris Bosch on the Miami Heat. Um, keep keep it together. Don't spaz out. And uh, to my little sister, Renee, stay in school. Stop tweeting uh, to weird creepers online. And uh, to my 98-year-old grandma, I got you, Nana. She's, she's definitely listening. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Aubrey. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to It's That Episode. Make sure to check me out on Twitter at Craig Rowan or CraigRowan.com. And if you want, leave a review on iTunes. And check out the backlog of episodes if you're up for it. We got great people like Matt Besser, Bobby Moynihan, Seth Reese, who's the head writer of The Onion, and plenty of writers from SNL, Jimmy Fallon, and all that jazz. There's plenty of stuff for everybody, and we watch a lot of different TV shows. All right, thanks for listening. I'll see you real soon. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 